welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and the non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason. I'm your host. We're talking about mergers and acquisitions, some of the more advanced concepts. So let's go ahead and dig in to today's show. The question is, how would an accretion or dilution model be different for a private seller? How would an accretion or dilution model be different for a private seller? So we know that there's two main categories of businesses. There are publicly traded businesses and there are private businesses. And there are a lot of differences between them and how they operate, etc. So one of the main differences, though, between private companies and public companies is that the public ones have the value of their stock quoted daily in the market. The market is constantly giving this feedback of what they think the business is worth, and we call that a stock price. And then the other thing is that publicly traded companies have a number of shares existing in the market that are publicly traded, the shares outstanding, the float, that results in various metrics being measured against these shares, such as earnings per share, or the price per share, which is the stock price, or price to sales ratios and all sorts of things, but they all tie back to the amount of shares that are available. And because of this, the concept of accretion and dilution makes sense from a numerical perspective, right? If you have a business that is a buyer of a a company and it's earning $1 per share and you're buying a seller earning some other dollar per share, you can add them up and make the necessary pro forma adjustments in order to get a per share accretion or dilution number. Now we've covered that in the fundamental section of merger and acquisitions um, several dozens of episodes ago. But this doesn't translate directly for private companies just because there's not a per share amount that's calculated. So that's really what we're getting at here. That's reason number one is just There is no publicly traded stock with which to calculate the accretion and dilution from a per share basis. The other reason this is different than publicly traded companies is that with private companies, remember there are different types of transactions that are out there. We talked about a few of them. We talked about regular stock deals where the company legally buys the stock of the other company. We've talked about asset purchases being something a little bit different. And then we talked about this kind of weird hybrid transaction type the other day, which is we where we have the IRS section 338H10 type of a sale where you get some characteristics of an asset sale, but also some characteristics of a, a legal stock sale of a company. So with a private company, you might actually have transaction types that are more along the lines of an asset sale or this 338 type of transaction. And that can change the, the, the way that accretion or dilution works for, for that kind of transaction too. So there's some nuances there that are different. Just something that's important for you to understand conceptually. But I think, of course, most important with accretion and dilution, understand what those terms mean at a very fundamental level but that's a little bit of a nuance there, difference between publicly traded companies and private companies. All right, that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. I hope you're doing amazing. Hope you're crushing it in your interviews 
and I will see you next time. Take care.